So like Father said at the beginning of the Mass, today marks the beginning of the church's liturgical year and the first Sunday of Advent. So Happy New Year. The season of Advent means a joyful waiting, a waiting for Jesus prayerfully with affection and love. There is this eagerness within us to receive him, and we look forward to this great event when God becomes man. However, it is a special kind of waiting for a God who has come already, who is coming regularly into our life, and who will come again at the end of time. We know that Jesus came into the world 2,000 years ago, and we remember this event with devotion. We also know that he will come again at the end of time as a judge and unite the whole universe to himself. St. Augustine summed up the mood of Advent well when he prayed, You have made us for yourself, O God, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Our hearts are made for God. Our souls desire communion with God. During Advent, we are meant to feel this restlessness and this desire for God to check our direction and to await with great anticipation the special grace that God promises to offer us at Christmas. In the first reading, the prophet Isaiah tells us what God wants for the world we live in. God wants peace. God wants all nations coming together to the mountain of the Lord's house, where all will live in peace and harmony. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Instruments used in war for death and destruction will become farming tools to grow the food that gives us life. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. Not only will there be no more war, but there will also be no training for war. That's what God wants. Isaiah's vision of universal peace and harmony might seem hopelessly unrealistic to us at this time when we are so absorbed by the current violence in our world. But Isaiah's message was proclaimed in a no less difficult time when the nation was threatened with destruction. What the prophet knew and what God knew as God inspired the prophet was that people who live in desperate times need better stories to live by than what they are experiencing. They need the promise of a better future. They need hope. The second reading, taken from the letter of Paul to the Romans, reminds us that salvation is nearer to us now. No matter how we look at it, each day is a day closer to the day when we will come face to face with our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul calls on Christians to wake up from their, from their slumber because the day of salvation is closer than they realize. He says to awake and be ready for the coming of the Lord as Christ will come to judge a world and to gather his elect for their final reward. St. Paul reminds us of the fact that the end will be sudden and will be at an unexpected moment. So he advises us to lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, which we know is Christ himself. In other words, 
we are to walk in Christlikeness in order to inherit the kingdom of God that awaits those who persevere in living their faith until the end, to be united with Christ. Today's gospel reading tells us to keep awake because we do not know the day or time the Lord is coming. At the same time, the gospel tells us of the, the certainty of his coming into the world. The question this passage is responding to is, when and at what time will the second coming of Christ take place? In the early days of the church, Christianity had raised the expectation that the Son of Man will return soon. Matthew, in his gospel, clearly reaffirms the fact that the Son of Man will return, and he also stresses the uncertainty of the exact time of the second coming. This leads to the basic stance a Christian should have in the face of this uncertainty. Every Christian must live in a constant state of watchfulness. It tells us of the situation that surrounded Noah's day before the flood. No one was prepared because no one was aware that a crisis was at hand. In those days leading right up to the flood, people were eating, drinking, and marrying. Basically, they were living their lives and not giving any thought to God. They suspected absolutely nothing, and suddenly they were swept away. Only Noah, his family, and the animals they took into the ark survived. The gospel gives warning of division, separation, and sorrow. Nobody will know when the Lord shall return. He will continue, or he will come suddenly and most will be taken by surprise. Those who are prepared for his coming will be able to enter into his kingdom. Two people might be doing exactly the same same thing at that moment, but the one who is prepared will enter the kingdom of heaven, while the other does not. If we knew how close the day of the Lord is, surely we would all be living holy lives in fear of the punishment that awaits the unfaithful. The Lord tells us that we ought to be ready to receive him in our lives and live according to his call. St. Matthew strongly emphasized that a Christian must live as if each day were to be the last day when the Son of Man will appear for the final judgment. If the master of the house had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. We too could assure our preparedness if we knew the exact time of the Son of Man's coming make everything so much easier. We long for the final coming of Christ in all his glory, and we are able to avoid the useless speculation of when the end of the world will happen. But we know through our faith that God promised a renewed creation. We are called to love and nurture each other and treat everyone with dignity and respect. We are called to honor the trust Jesus placed in us when he asked us to love one another as I have loved you. We know that ultimately, our longing is for the life that is beyond death, the life of communion with God in heaven. Advent directs our eyes to the future, to the coming of Jesus in glory, to take each of us to himself at the moment of our death, and to transform the whole of the created universe into a place of communion with God. But Advent is primarily about the present, The church is pleading with us to be vigilant 
to the many ways in which Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is coming into our lives now, filling our hearts with grace, and inviting us closer to a closer union with God and to a more loving relationship with each other. Jesus came with a mission to transform the world by revealing God's love, and he invites us to join him in that mission. And Advent invites us to examine the quality of our commitment to this mission. In today's first reading, and in the responsorial psalm, God's people are invited to take their longing to Jerusalem to see the face of God in the temple. In the gospel, Jesus tells us to be vigilant. We are to be alert lest he come into our lives and we fail to notice it. The second reading tells us that the night is almost over. The light is about to dawn. So we must throw off behavior that belongs to darkness and to let Christ enlighten us. It was this very passage that St. Augustine read on the night of his conversion. He resolved to commit himself to put on the Lord Jesus, to allow grace to transform the whole of his life through communion with Jesus. He resolved to walk in the light of the Lord. Our hearts are restless till they rest in God. During this Advent season, let us listen to our hearts longing and make a commitment to respond to God's special grace. The deeper our longing for God, the more God can pour his love into our hearts.